Thanks for listening to the New Stanton Church podcast. Check out our website at newstantonchurch.com where you can find out how to join our live stream at 901 on Sunday mornings. Now let's prepare our hearts for the word that we're about to receive. Good morning and welcome again. Uh, we'll put a giving link in the comment section. Uh, this is the second week in the Advent 2020 series, and I just want to say it was so good to sing some Christmas music this morning. So thank you to the praise team. Uh, we've been taking a peek into the Advent story this year, looking for ways to prepare for the coming Savior. Uh, but before we get into the sermon, I want to say thank you for the gifts and cards for pastor appreciation. I know Pastor Josh feels the same way. You are a blessing, church. Thank you. Uh, I also want to say I-, I miss us not being in person. Uh, you are probably aware by now that we made the decision to pause in-person worship because of the rise in COVID cases. And our hope, our prayer, is to keep you as safe as possible as the cases uptick and hopefully they subside. And we're tentatively still planning on having our Christmas Eve Eve service, December 23rd, at 7 o'clock. And we're still tentatively planning on having our Christmas Eve services. The first one will be at 230 and the second will be at five. We believe taking this step now to pause being together in person will give us a healthier Christmas Eve Eve and Christmas Eve together. And we'll communicate through email and text and Facebook once that decision is finally made. I am thankful that God made a way for us to still be together through technology this Advent season. So thank you for understanding. Thank you for your patience and your continued support. You, church, are still my heroes. The title of this morning's message is Keep Your Eyes Peeled. And it comes from Luke chapter 1, verses 5 through 25. And I want to read that together. Will you turn your attention to the word? In the time of King Herod of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abihiah, and his wife Elizabeth was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were righteous in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. But they were childless because Elizabeth was not able to conceive. And they were both very old. Once, when Zechariah's division was on duty, and he was serving as priest before God, he was chosen by lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And when the time for the burning of incense came, all the assembled worshipers were praying outside. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, 
and you are to call him John. He will be a joy and a delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Zechariah asked the angel, how can I be sure of this? I am an old man and my wife is well along in years. The angel said to him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. And I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens. Because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their appointed time. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah and wondering why he stayed so long in the temple. When he came out, he could not speak to them. They realized he had seen a vision in the temple, for he kept making signs to them that remained unable to speak. When his time of service was completed, he returned home. After this, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and for five months remained in seclusion. The Lord has done this for me, she said. In these days, he has shown his favor and taken away my disgrace among the people. The first point I want us to see with 2020 clarity is how faithful Zechariah and Elizabeth were to the Lord. Luke tells us something astonishing about this couple in verse 6. Let's look at it again. Both of them were righteous in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. After all the years of unfulfilled hopes and dreams, Elizabeth had been unable to have a child and felt the disgrace of that situation. Zechariah undoubtedly felt hopeless, unable to do anything to ease his wife's suffering. But even though from all appearances, God had turned a deaf ear to their prayers, they were still walking faithfully with the Lord. That says volumes about the type of people Zechariah and Elizabeth were. How many people would have used those years of unanswered prayers as an excuse to throw faith and faithfulness out the window? How many people do you know that have done just that? I know people. Loved ones have told me I prayed, and and God didn't answer, and I I just don't believe anymore. And then starts the slow drift from godly living. It's hard to watch when it's someone you love wander from the faith. But I'm here to tell you there is hope in this story. 
Because if you've been praying and waiting and waiting and praying, hold on. Because just because God didn't show up yet doesn't mean he won't. Remain faithful. Just because you didn't get an answer the first time you prayed or the hundredth time you prayed doesn't mean God didn't hear you. Keep on keeping on. He hears and answers prayer. If you abandon faith and faithfulness, it only increases the likelihood that you won't be around when the answer comes. I'm a, I'm a hunter. And when I hunt, I stay on stand till the very last minute you can legally shoot a deer. Because time and time again, a deer has walked out within the last couple minutes of legal shooting time. Oh, there are plenty of times that I walk back to the truck in the dark having seen nothing but the memory of a deer stepping out in the last few minutes keeps me on the stand. The story of Zechariah and Elizabeth proclaims it is never too late for God to show up. Amen? Two years ago, I was watching a hunter from my kitchen window as he was sitting on the edge of a field on the farm across the street from the church. And it was starting to get dark. It was a day, it was cold, it was windy, and there was about 10 minutes left of legal shooting light when the hunter turned and headed back to his car. As he walked away, I watched with the set of binoculars as a legal buck and four doe stepped out into the field obscured from his view because he had turned around and walked over the hill. They dropped in that corn stubble 75 yards from where that hunter had been. Ten more minutes, and he would have been eating venison. I ask you, how often do people miss out on the blessings of God because they abandoned faith or faithfulness and turned around and went in the wrong direction? I plead with you. Hold on to faith and faithfulness. Trust his promises. Continue to walk blamelessly before the Lord. God is always two weeks late or ten minutes late and right on time. He still answers prayer. When the angel Gabriel showed up, he proclaims another display of Zechariah and Elizabeth's deep trust and faith. Look at Luke 13 in chapter 1 again. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid. Zechariah, your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you are to call him John. I often wonder how many times Zechariah had prayed that prayer, you know, the prayer, please, God, please let my wife conceive. They were now old. But I also wonder, how long ago had it been since Zechariah prayed that prayer? Did he pray it a minute before he walked into the temple? 
to burn incense? Did he pray it an hour ago, a day ago, a week ago? Was it longer than that? I don't know about you, but I can sometimes get into a routine. And and I don't think routines are a bad thing at all. I I like routines. I I go to the gym three days a week at the same time. I, I do quiet times with God in the morning and the evening about the same time. But the downside of routines is that you can get into the habit of something and lose the heart connection behind it. For example, when we're on site, we pray the Lord's Prayer together every week. Do you really pray it? Or do you just say it? You see, praying for something can get so routine that you cease to believe it will even happen. Had Zechariah been praying that prayer for a child so long that it had become just a routine? It actually appears so. Because when God did show up, Zechariah doubted the answer to his own prayer. Look at verse 18 again. Zechariah asked the angel, How can I be sure of this? I'm an old man, and my wife is well along in years. Part of praying and keeping the faith is keeping our eyes peeled for the answer. Expect it. Even if it doesn't come the first time you pray, keep your eyes peeled for the miraculous. Thankfully, God is a gracious God and even rewards those who doubt. Personally, I think that was particularly true because Zachariah and Elizabeth had remained faithful all those years. They had not given up on God. They may have given up on the answer to the prayer, but they had not given up on faithfulness to the Lord. What Zachariah was really asking Gabriel for It's a more tangible sign. How can I be sure of this? I've said it before. I just don't think Zechariah wanted to go home and tell Elizabeth, hey, God said we're going to have a baby. He knew how hard this was for her. He knew how crazy it would sound in their old age. I don't know what sign Zechariah wanted. Maybe he wanted Gabriel to go and tell Elizabeth himself. But here's the lesson Zechariah learned that day. And we can see this truth in the story as well. Zechariah learned the word of God is enough. What about you? Do you trust him? Do you believe the promises in this book? Because it's not just a book. God gave his word. He'll never leave you or forsake you. He'll make a way where there seems to be no way. He will be your strength and your shield, your provider and protector. My wife occasionally comes to me and asks for help opening something. Maybe your wife does the same thing. 
And she'll ask me, Steve, would you help me open this? But she won't hand me the jar. She'll just keep working at it. She is a strong, independent woman that hates to ask for help. I get it. But as I stand there, I will occasionally say, you know, if you want my help, you have to give that to me. Mm, that will preach. How many times have we asked God for help and then not truly let go? Or we let go for a minute and then in a desire to be in control or in a moment of anxiety, we pick the problem back up again as if it's our own. This Advent, do you see an area you need to let go of to prepare for the blessing that God has in store for you? As we celebrate the birth of Jesus again, is it your health, your finances, a relationship? Is it not seeking revenge with someone? Do you need to let go of the past so that you can walk in to the future God has for you? Zechariah actually left the temple as the sign he asked for. He didn't trust God's word, so God saw fit that he wouldn't say a word until the promise came to pass. From the moment he left the temple, everyone knew God had showed up. He went home, and his wife conceived. Let's look how the story ends in Luke 1, verses 57 through 64. When it was time for Elizabeth to have her baby, she gave birth to a son. Her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown her great mercy, and they shared her joy. On the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child, and they were going to name him after his father, Zechariah. But his mother spoke up and said, no, he is to be called John. They said to her, There is no one among your relatives who has that name. Then they made signs to his father to find out what he would name the child. He asked for a writing tablet, and to everyone's astonishment, he wrote, His name is John. Immediately his mouth was open and his tongue was set free, and he began to speak, praising God. I don't know why that part of the story always gets me, but it does. In this snapshot, we see Zechariah and Elizabeth's continued commitment to be faithful to the word of the Lord. God said they were to name their son John, which means God is gracious. John was to be a reminder that God hears and answers prayer. He was to be a reminder that God rewards faithfulness. John was to be a reminder that God is always two weeks late and right on time. He is gracious and he is good. I love the way Zechariah tells his friends and relatives John's name. He doesn't say, I am naming him John. He says, his name is John. Zechariah wasn't naming this child. 
God had named this child before he was even conceived. His name is John. As we prepare again to celebrate the birth of God's one and only son, remember that God is gracious and that he has plans for you. He had them before you were even conceived. He knows your name. He has heard your prayer. You can trust him and his promises. Church, remain faithful. From our perspective, God may always appear two weeks late. But my friends, God is always right on time. Let's prepare our hearts and our lives to celebrate once again our Savior's birth. Would you pray with me? God, as we prepare again, from our perspective, sometimes life has taken us through so many experiences where we feel like you didn't show up or that you were late or that you let us down. But it's not true. Those prayers just haven't been answered yet. Those mysteries will never make sense this side of eternity. But God, one day, someday, we we have a certain hope that you do, in fact, make all things work together for good. And God, when we stand on that side of eternity, with you face to face, I believe we will be blown away by your faithfulness and your goodness when we see the plans you had for us that were good and gracious. So in this moment, we say we trust you and we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the New Stanton Church Podcast. We'd love to connect with you. So visit our website at newstantonchurch.com. Follow the Get Involved tab and RSVP to our next meet and greet.